Well, I draw your attention to this verse. Um, may seem like a strange verse uh, as you think about prayer, but it's been one of the most encouraging verses uh, to me regarding prayer uh, over recent years. So this is, you know, occurring in Proverbs. It's one of those statements of inspired wisdom that God has given us. And really the meaning of this text is just that re the refusal to work will result in the loss of reward, right? The sluggard refuses to engage in the activity of plowing. Uh, and he has, you know, a reason for that, the reason of the cold. And therefore he's going to beg and harvest and, and be without. He's not going to have that which he would have if he would have plowed the field. And so even though this text um, primarily has an application to the area of employment and stewardship, it's a truth that also has application to the subject of prayer. We see the imagery of, of plowing and harvest used throughout the scriptures for various illustrations. Our Lord used the illustration of a plow in Luke 9, 62. He said, if any man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is not fit for the kingdom of God. And so we know there are spiritual truths that are communicated uh, by this imagery. And so as we think about how this verse relates to prayer, prayer can be hard work. And the Christian can and sadly does come up with reasons not to engage in it. But you and I have to realize that God has so united the labor of prayer to the reward of prayer that to refuse to engage in the work is to forfeit the reward that God has ordinarily connected to prayer. But the encouragement here is that to engage in this work in spite of the difficulty is to gain the reward that's ordinarily connected with it. And so I just want to talk to you briefly. I want us to just meditate briefly on plowing on in prayer. The idea here, plowing on in prayer. And I just want to draw some parallels. I'm not going to expand upon these very much for the sake of time. But really, I just want you to take hold of this imagery that, that prayer can be like plowing a field. Prayer can be like plowing a field. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg and harvest and have nothing. And so as we think about that, I just want us to see several things. First of which is that plowing is hard work. Right? That's the imagery here. Plowing is hard work. You think about what it's like to plow. And the imagery of the biblical plow is not what we would typically think of as like a medieval plow. Um, but it's actually uh, even harder than what we think of in that imagery. Uh, a biblical plow that's referred to here is what's called a scratch plow. And basically, uh, it's like a sharp stick that's you know positioned in a way that's at a downward angle. And it barely scratches the surface as the animal pulls the plow. And it just scratches the surface just enough in the Mediterranean soil to you know give you just enough uh, space to plant your seeds, whatever work you're doing. In other words, it's very hard work that, that's required here. And when you think about plowing, it, it takes time. It takes time to prepare and to engage in the work. It takes focus. It, it's very tiring. 
and it can be even frustrating at times. You feel uh, the fatigue that you face in, in that kind of work. Well, I think we can draw some parallels there as we think about our experience in prayer. Prayer takes time. Prayer is, is not something that is just a, a fast track in any sense of the term. It's something that takes time. It takes our focus. It, it, it's tiring. And it's something that we sometimes can find it difficult to engage in. So it's hard work. And the other thing is that there are seasons in which this work becomes harder. There are seasons in which this work becomes harder. The sluggard will not plow. He won't engage in that hard work by reason of the cold. And so as you think about the imagery here, you think about how plowing can increase in difficulty based on the time of year. Uh, when you think about cold, that means the ground is harder. That means that there's cold weather, which means when you go out to engage in the work, you're colder. And so, again, the parallel there, surely you have felt something of that seasonal aspect of life that makes prayer that much harder. You think about the fatigue that comes upon us in various seasons of life, the, the trials that we face in regards to our faith, the busyness that we sometimes face in life, the afflictions that we face of body or soul. And you think about just the coldness of heart that there's, there can sometimes be. And all of these things, all of these reasons can supply us with, with the idea of making an excuse not to engage in the work of prayer. That's, that's really what we see the slugger doing. He won't plow because of the cold. It, the circumstances that he's facing are... He's using that to neglect to plow the field and properly prepare the soil for the other activities. And because he's going to do that, it's going to set him up for being worse off later on. And I would submit, is it not so with prayer for the Christian? If you convince yourself at various times that it's not worth it to pray and you then neglect to pray, then will you not continue to spiral downward? And you see, the sluggard, based on these circumstances, convinces himself it's not worth it to persevere and plow anyway, even though he knows better and he's able. And we can do the same. You and I can convince ourselves, in spite of the fact that we know better and are able, that it's not worth it to pray because we succumb to unbelief. That we begin to think that the best thing for me to do in these various circumstances is not to pray, it's to do something else. And so we have to avoid that, that error that the sluggard falls into here. And what the sluggard also fails to realize is that this activity of plowing is actually what's going to help him through the season. What, what I mean is, if we keep thinking about this picture, this parallel, you think about what plowing would do for this sluggard in the text. He won't plow by reason of the cold. And what the sluggard fails to realize is that the activity of plowing will warm him up. Any, any of you who've, who've worked outside, you know this to be the case. When it's cold outside, you're, you're hesitant to go out and engage in any kind of 
uh, manual labor outside. But once you get at the work, it begins to warm you up. It begins to make it easier for you to engage in the work. And again, is it not the same with prayer? Sometimes the starting out can be difficult. It can be difficult to begin to engage meaningfully in prayer. And yet so often it is the case that as we begin to pray, as we begin to plow up our hearts before the Lord, that the spirit of God begins to warm us up and we begin to have times of prayer. That are that are warm, that are meaningful. And we wonder what has happened to us because when we began, we were so we were so cold and, and felt it difficult. And yet God's given grace and enabled us to know a sweet time with the Lord. And so we have to remember these things. So the seasons, you know, of life really supply the reasons that we neglect the activity. And yet we have to avoid doing that we have to continue to pray anyway and so as we continue to think about that parallel neglecting the activity only makes things worse you know the sluggard refuses to plow by reason of the cold and therefore shall he beg and harvest because he refuses to engage in that work he he lacks what he needs and so we have to remember that it is the same. You know, the Apostle Paul uh, tells us in Philippians 4, 6, that he would have us to pray and, and give thanks with supplication so that the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep our hearts and minds through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. That's the flow of his argument there. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Note the connection there. He says to engage in prayer and supplication in these things so that through that means the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And so it is through that means that God communicates that benefit to us. In other words, to not engage in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and all these things, you would not receive the same grace in the peace of God that passes all understanding. The means are connected to that benefit. And so the result of neglecting to plow is to be in want. That's what the sluggard finds. He's in want. And yet the reverse the reverse of that is the encouragement. The result of plowing is the reaping of a harvest. That's the implication of the text. The sluggard will not plow, and therefore he's going to beg and harvest and have nothing. You reverse it, because if it's true in the negative, then it's true in the positive. That if, if the you think about the sluggard, the reverse of that is the diligent, right? If the diligent will plow in spite of the cold, therefore, he will not beg and harvest, and he'll have what he needs. That, that's the reverse of the text. That's it in the positive. And so as you think about that in relation to prayer, God has so ordered it 
that if I labor in prayer that is according to his will, then in his perfectly wise and sovereign timing, I will reap a harvest of answers. That, that's what God has given us in his word. This, this promise that if we would give ourselves to prayer, that the Lord will hear and will answer. In his timing and according to his will, you know, even with the picture, the sluggard could do all uh, that he wanted. He could, he could work as hard as he could. Uh, and yet if God didn't give his blessing, he would still not reap a harvest. But that's the understanding is that God uses these ordinary means that if you plow the field, you're going to reap a harvest. If you pray to the Lord according to his will, you're going to reap a harvest of answers. And so as you come to pray, you, you think about the needs of our day, like different fields that need to be plowed. And our Lord has told us to plow them. You think about the need for laborers. In our day, the need for people who are going to give themselves to the preaching of the gospel. And our Lord told us in Matthew 938, pray ye the Lord of the harvest. That he would send forth labors into his harvest. You think about the need to see lost souls saved. And the Apostle Paul tells us in First Timothy chapter two, that we need to pray for all kinds of men, for kings and all in authority. And you go on down, he says, for God will have all men to be saved. In other words, all kinds of men to be saved. Therefore, pray for their salvation that we may live a life in all godliness and peace. You think about the need for our brothers and sisters struggling in whatever circumstances they're facing, even as we're thinking about the people in Florida. Even as we were beginning the call, the struggling saints and we're told in Galatians 2 to bear you one another's burdens. And we do that in prayer as well as in other ways. And you think about your own particular trials that the Lord has told you to pray over. In Psalm 55, 22, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He will never suffer the righteous to be moved. And so choose the field in which you wish to plow. Christ is the sovereign Lord of them all. And the timing and the results of the harvest are in the hands of our most wise and gracious Savior. So I want to encourage you today, do not lose trust in continuing to plow. The Lord will bless with a harvest in his perfect timing. And so on your own and together, let us continue plowing on in prayer.